just before we start the show, I want to take an opportunity to invite you to join me for the Podfluence Weekly Newsletter, which is available both on LinkedIn and through the official newsletter channel. Now, if you are on LinkedIn and it's easier for you to follow there, then please just click on the link in the show notes, which will take you straight to Podfluence on LinkedIn, where you can subscribe for free and get weekly updates on Podfluence articles as well as episodes. If you would like to subscribe to the full newsletter where you'll get additional materials and, as my little incentive to you, my pre-podcast guest checklist for you to use when you're appearing on podcast shows so that you can be fully prepared every single time, then please click the link to the official newsletter in the show notes. Hope to see you there. Let's get on with the show. Hey, welcome to Speaking of Influence Live. Well, I'm I'm a bit uh, a bit stuck at the moment because I'm still waiting for my guest to arrive. Uh, he's having some problems with his Wi-Fi, so he's going to try and join us very shortly. But uh, I wanted to start the stream in case anyone is waiting to watch, and uh, we'll see. Hopefully, Liam can uh, still join us uh, if he can get his Wi-Fi issues sorted out. So sorry if you've been waiting for us to start. Uh, we are now here. And uh, we'll start the show officially if, if and when Liam arrives. But what I thought I would maybe get to now is uh, just say today, for the very first time, some, some of you who already follow me on social media will know I'm, I, I am now on Clubhouse, yay, officially on Clubhouse. So you can find me on Clubhouse. If you want to connect, find me on Clubhouse. Let's put up, put up a banner and you can find me on, uh, on Clubhouse. So it's uh, at John A. Ball. Find me there and uh, let's stick that up on the screen for you. So at John A. Ball, you can find me in Clubhouse. Please come and do connect with me there. So if you have uh, an iPad or an iPhone, you'll be able to join. If you if you don't, go and reserve your name, get, get it downloaded. It's the place that everyone is flocking to at the moment and getting lots of value from. And uh, I'm still figuring things out. No doubt that's going to keep me busy for days on end whilst I get familiarized with Clubhouse and find out where to go and start getting connected with lots and lots of people. So uh, do come and connect there. I'd love to see you on Clubhouse and uh, come come and join in, if join in the conversations. Tell me which rooms to go to. If you know how to use it already and, and you're on there and you're live and, and you're doing stuff or, or you're getting some good value, please share that and, uh, and tell me who should I be checking out? Who should we go and listen to? I'll see if I can get some of my own stuff in there as well. We'll try and get the uh, Speaking of Influence and Points of Change podcasts in there. And we'll probably launch the um, Success Books Club, uh, Success Book Books Reviews in there as well once that's ready to go too. So uh, it's, it's an exciting time. I'm really curious about it. It's uh it's a bit complicated trying to figure it out. So definitely need some help with this one. It's a bit like, uh, it seems even a bit more complicated than Instagram because at least you can kind of scroll for, through a feed on Instagram. Here in Clubhouse, it's like, well, it gives you a few clues as to where you can go and start checking things out, but it's not very clear. And there isn't like, a, it doesn't seem to be a news feed. Maybe I'm missing that yet. But it doesn't seem to be like a news feed like Instagram or Facebook and, and other platforms have, which could be a good thing. 
that could be a good thing uh, to stop to stop people from getting uh, too too carried away with it and spending too much time there. If you're on Clubhouse, please do come and connect, come and find me, or uh, or drop in the chat your uh, your connection so myself and anyone else who wants to connect can do that with you. And we'd like to see you in there. We're just waiting still to see if Liam arrives. Otherwise, uh, if he can't get in, we will reschedule. So I'm just going to see. Uh, see how he's getting on and uh, see if we can get him to join us and uh, if we can then we'll carry on with him as and when so one thing i particularly like about new uh new social media opportunities is that it's also going to um give new people a chance to connect now i really like how clubhouse have done it whoever's behind this is very uh, very clever they've created a level of exclusivity to it so as some people will know and are already feeling frustrated that it's only on it's only on ios at the moment so it's only in apple store so if you're on android you can't access clubhouse yet which seems really unfair and, and it's just lucky for me that uh, although i don't have an iphone yet i do have an uh, ipad and uh, and other apple devices so uh, i've been able to to get in there and start checking it out if you don't have that yet, it seems like you're just going to have to wait. But the level of exclusivity is a really good marketing strategy just for getting people uh, set up and prepared for that. And uh, and think good way to think about doing perhaps your own marketing of like, ca can you create exclusivity? A client of mine who I worked with ages ago, I, I helped him. It's like the guys are working as a, a dentist, has had his own dentist surgery and still does. And so... I, I remembered being told by uh, somebody who has been a business mentor to me, who I've learned from, about a strategy that he had employed with another dentist of creating an exclusive client list and making it by invite only and firing all of the clients who he didn't like, who like people who were like recalcitrant, didn't turn up for their appointments and, and people who just didn't like fan and pleasant just uh, get rid of the clients you don't like uh, keep the ones you do and tell them that the clinic is now invite only um do it do it out make, make it feel exclusive for people and and it becomes a very attractive prospect when you when you have that level of exclusivity like one of the things i've seen posted uh, in various social media channels more than just about anywhere else at the moment has been uh, can i get in, into clubhouse uh, a lot of that has been me posting it but uh, it, it's certainly something i've seen from other people or saying you know let's uh, start a chain start a chain for getting people into clubhouse so uh, liam liam is here we're going to get you into the uh, into the live stream and uh, we still have enough time to to start the show so i'm going to uh, roll the titles and bring uh, bring liam into the stream so that we can have a chat bear with me as we roll titles Welcome to Speaking of Influence, the show about public speaking, presentation skills, and influence and persuasion with your host, John Ball. The Speaking of Influence podcast is published and distributed using Buzzsprout. If you want to get your podcast started today, check out the link in the show notes. Great stuff. Well, I'm really glad, Liam, that you've been able to come and join us today and you've got your Wi-Fi issues sorted out. I, I was just having a bit of a ramble on my own about Clubhouse and, and being on there. And uh, are, are you on Clubhouse yet? I am on Clubhouse and uh, I was actually on a, a call an hour ago and it went over. And then obviously, I think Clubhouse has brought my Wi-Fi down. So uh, <laughs> uh, it's, it's a formidable flat platform, which you can really get immersed in if, if you spend too much time on. So, but it's great. Have you, are you, you're a new joiner, I see. 
I just got on there today, and uh, so, so I, I reserved my name on there a little while back. Uh, as soon as some people say, no, you know, even if you haven't got your access, go and reserve your name so that you've got it, which I did. And uh, today, uh, having a chat with uh, with a guest, someone who's coming on my on my other podcast next week, uh, no, in a couple of weeks, sorry. And uh, he said, oh, I've got an invite. I said, you want? And so, yeah, yeah, okay, thanks. I'm I'm on. So I'm in. What 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 should I be doing? What should I be checking out? What do you what do you reckon? What's good? Well, I, in the first day, I've only been on for three days, but the first day I literally just sat back, listened, uh, tried taking it all in. But, you know, it's that sort of how does it work? What's the functionality like? Um, and then, and then, you know what? The, once you get involved in a couple of sessions and start talking to people, uh, you really see the, the, the beauty of the platform. You know, people are very sharing, very giving. I mean, it's like, it's like the golden ticket for anyone that wants advice from entrepreneurs and successful businesses, people that failed in business, people that have, you know, come through real struggles in life. And, you know, right now we're all in a position where uh, some businesses are up, some businesses are down, right. you know, especially in my, my sector, hospitality, there's lots of people there sharing it, sharing stories and it's quite comforting in a way. So if you're not on clubhouse, um, I don't work for Clubhouse, but get on there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And uh, one of my one of my LinkedIn friends already posting. I was like, oh, waiting for waiting for it to come out on Android. Is that well? I think like, don't wait if you can. If you can get if you if you can if the sooner you can get on there, the better. I think by the time it comes out for Android as well, it could already be a, a, a lot happening. And uh, you I, know, I would I would say one thing I've learned. Uh, the you know the notifications are. Um, they're on they get on top of you a little bit so switch them off of an evening because otherwise you won't have any downtime um you start to work out what's good for you at the moment in, in day three i'm just giving two hours a day to the platform joining a, you know i've luckily i've been on a few panels and as a moder moderator and um you know i'm enjoying it it's it's, it's a good platform to connect to people around the world so uh yeah it's fantastic I'm going to have to have a chat with my good friend Ash Borland, who usually knows all about these kinds of things. I reckon he'll be able to to give me some uh, some insights as to uh, how to utilize it uh, yeah. properly as well. But great! I'm I'm really excited about it. I think it, it looks like a, a great platform and. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to try not to spend too much time on it. <laughs> there isn't, there isn't that much, uh, that much time. There, there is that. To me. <laughs> yeah. So, so I'm glad you said that. What, what really interests me, what you just said there as well, is that there's also people who failed in business coming on, and and often we don't get to hear that side of things. We end up with a lot of sort of um, confirmation bias of the success stories, and don't always get to hear and learn from the people who failed in, in business and and had those sorts of issues come through as well. So that sounds really like a great thing as well it might give people a bit more of a realistic expectations about how things how things go in the business world for me personally i think those stories are more beneficial to me than just hearing about how someone's made millions and millions of pounds you want to know how they've done it and there's no way that you haven't gone through some sort form of failure or learned from mistakes and they're, they're the real insights that i like to take from these platforms you know okay you, you've done very well well done you but how did you get there what did you learn along the way um, and, you know, if I can pull some of that knowledge in and how my businesses operate, you know, then it's worthwhile for me. Yeah, that sounds good. So let's let's get into talking a bit about your businesses and, and your journey for that. Um, when we had a chat, when we were talking about you coming on the show, um, I was fascinated by by your history, your work history. Like, it's really colorful. And, uh, and you've done a few different things, starting off with professional football. Yeah, so um, I was a professional football player at uh, West Ham and Leicester City uh, many moons ago now. It was great times in my life. Uh, you know, 
I've been speaking on a few panels today about failure and, and success. And can you imagine at an age of 16 to 19, so much success within the football game, you know, being talked up about being one of the next best players and you build that ego up so high and, and that's your only, that your channel vision, you know, you're, you're going to be a footballer, you're going to be a footballer. But what happens then is I had to retire at uh, just before my 20th birthday party and, uh, you know, that, that brought my world down. It was a crushing defeat for me because I didn't know what I wanted to do. And, um, you know, football for me, I, I look back with fond memories. I met some amazing people and some of them are clients for me today. They use the concierge service at Posh Cockney for traveling, etc. But, um, you know, I think you, you have these journeys in life and these obstacles that at the time you think is your only thing in life. I was only going to be a footballer. And if somebody told me 10 years, 15 years down the line, you're going to be doing this. I would never have believed you, but right now, you know, it's, it's great to look back with fond memories. I learned a lot. Um, I, I'm a, I'm a serial winner. I hate losing that. We, we spoke about this before. Yeah. Um, and I've, unfortunately I've taken that into business as well. Cause sometimes if you're too stuck on winning, it can affect your judgment a little bit. I don't know if you agree. Yeah. Um, yeah, sometimes you need to think you need to have that uh, helicopter vision and see all points of view. And I feel like, um, as I'm getting older and wiser, I'm starting to take better uh, care in how I look at situations. And sometimes, you know, the, the short win isn't always the long-term gain, you know? Yeah, yeah. I've had some chats recently, especially uh, on my on my other show, which is called Points of Change, which is, isn't really even officially launched yet and just doing recordings in preparation for the launch. But I did a live chat with with my friend and colleague, James, and we were talk, we talked about all sorts of different things. We had a chat this morning and a few weeks ago. When we talked about burnout, one of the things I talked about in that conversation was about goal fatigue and that how that comes from being very fixated on just one outcome and, and heading to that. And like it has to be that. Like you might be cutting yourself off from other other options or possibilities and opportunities. And uh, and also if you don't get it, sometimes if you don't get it exactly as you've sort of said, this is how I want it, you feel like you failed. Yeah. Even though there, there could be a way to get something better or to just have just have something different and be okay with that. That Goals really are more of a, you should have, it's good to have, but they're really just a direction to move in more than anything else. And it's great to, I think it is one of the lessons we get as we get more experienced of um, figuring out that we need to need some flexibility. If we're not flexible with these things, if we can't roll with it and, and flow with these things, we, we're likely to, to break if we're too rigid. And so it, it, it makes a huge difference. And if you don't want to get burnt out with your with your goals and get fed up with going for stuff and not hitting it exactly, get a bit more flexible with that and, and just set yourself directions to move in and open, be open to the possibilities along the way. I think it's a, a generally a much healthier healthier way forward. Well, whatever you do, keep moving. Yeah, <laughs> no, I agree. Yeah, absolutely. So... What what I think is also interesting is I, I sometimes like talking about the whole identity thing. And like you you mentioned about the sort of football identity, the footballer identity. What, was it difficult to to move away from that or to get yourself out of that um, that that's who I am kind of uh, way of thinking? Yes, it was for a long time um, because you're still waiting for that call from the manager from some club that are going to offer you another contract, even though. I knew in my in my mind I couldn't play any longer with injuries, etc. But you still, you know, you still have that young boy's dream of being a footballer. Everyone wants to be a professional athlete. So you know, when that's taken away from you, you know, you look at your friends, your family, and you're not you're not the footballer anymore. You're not Liam the footballer. You're Liam, 
And that was a real change for me because I was like, okay, now I have to stand on my own two feet. I've got no fellow players or, or coaches sort of propping me up. I've got to go into the big bad world on my own now. So yeah, that identity is a big thing and, and trying to, you know, try and come through that and, and build a new identity for yourself. And that's exactly what you have to do. You know, if there's, a, if you have any point in your life where you hit a wall, you have to climb over that and um, yeah. And, and hopefully you go on the right path. Yeah, I, I was I was one of those kids that was always picked last in sports, so I, I didn't really have that sort of whole ambition thing for uh, for becoming a professional athlete. I had my sights set on some other things, which uh, which in, probably involved being on TV and stuff like that when I was younger. I, I, don't, I don't even remember exactly that much what I wanted to be, uh, other than Superman. I think that that was the thing I knew I wanted to be when I grew up, but probably knew I wouldn't be. Uh, from football, you did move into some some other areas, and, and again, kind of interesting interesting and colourful areas as well. And so you, you told me a bit about that you ended up doing DJing. Yeah, so in my last year at Leicester, when I was injury um, struck, I was, my best friend was at university at Loughborough and he was a DJ and we got together and we, you know, as a bit of a hobby actually, um, just getting, just spinning some records in the good old vinyl days. And um, quite quickly, I, I realised I enjoyed that. And uh, we we ended up, very very quickly actually getting some nice gigs and started putting on our own events and i started to realize i love this world wow it's like literally the you know the as a footballer you have this this thought of going out to nightclubs and going to great restaurants and that was like the the lifestyle i wanted with a dj and, and running events especially nightclubs you had that anyway so it was, it was the perfect world really i was like okay i'm not the footballer anymore but now i can still have that sort of being in the in the in the lights and uh yeah so you know, being a DJ, I was that for two and a half years, I think, um, as a house doctor, we were called. So we, we ended up playing all around the world in Ibiza and um, it was some great times, putting on boat parties in in the Mediterranean and, you know, yeah, yeah. Playing, playing at great clubs like Ministry of Sound, Pasha, back in the day. I mean, these these clubs are iconic. And, yeah, um, so, yeah so again, some great times as a DJ and, and that's really how I got into the hospitality industry because I started to realise – how much money you could earn running your own events and you know i started to get a, a good name for myself in that in that side of the business so that catapulted yeah. me through it's not a completely unusual move for for ex-footballers to to go into hospitality right there's a few who are well known for their bars and restaurants right yeah, there's plenty. I think I think I think it's a nice thing to have. You know, as a footballer, you want something like people can go to my restaurant. A lot of the footballers up north, you've got Jamie Carragher, you've got Rio Ferdinand, um, Gary Neville and those guys. And obviously David Beckham, he's got plenty of places. And Ronaldo actually teamed up with uh, Nadal and um, somebody else. But they opened a restaurant as well. You know, it, it's a glamorous thing to have a restaurant as long as it's run correctly and the, and the offering yeah. is is, is fits their sort of synergy then um then it's it's going to work so yeah being a restaurateur is a lot of fun mm. you set up a brand which is called posh cockney or the posh cockney where did that come from what, what's that name for you so posh cockney i love the name but a friend of mine who uh, is a famous comedian the best man at my wedding i spoke to him about starting a restaurant opening a restaurant called posh cockney the posh cockney at the time and uh, it was going to be sort of East End food cooked in somewhere in Notting Hill. So a little bit of a twist on the on the menu offering. Um, and that was taking a little bit of time to get going. And when I when I left the Proud Group, uh, I realized I needed to set my own business up. I thought to myself, what name can I have? Because I don't want it to be Liam Norval because it, I, I want to sort of 
I want it to still have my brand values, but I want to pull out a little bit, not be the, the front and center all the time. Um, so Posh Cockney, I, I spoke to some of my, uh, my, my coaches, my mentors and, and other business associates. And I said, look, what do you think? And they loved it that, you know, it's the yin and yang immediately sticks in people's minds. And, uh, you know, I, I've heard some negative uh, comments at the start, but I think everyone seems to like it now. And, and, I, and I love the name. It's definitely memorable. It's one of the things. One of the things I like about it is like you're not probably not going to forget that in a hurry if you come across it. What what comes under the Posh Cockney brand now? So we're, we're a multi-service agency in London. Uh, we specialize in marketing and PR, so that's digital marketing and traditional marketing. Um, in, with our PR side, it's influencer marketing as well. We, we've got a great team here at Posh Cockney. Um, we've had a very strong events and recruitment division before COVID. Unfortunately, that's um, that's been stopped a little bit. But, you know, the, the world of virtual events, hybrid events will be the, the future for a while, I think. Um, and then obviously the, the luxury concierge and travel, which I touched on, which again has been hit so hard with coronavirus. Um, you know, we've got a great, we, we've got a beast of a model and, and the first year of business, we were flying, you know, we had, we had a great, we picked up some amazing accounts. Uh, our real niche is bringing foreign businesses over to the UK, restaurants, F&B uh, offerings and, and launching them in London. So making it their new flagship restaurant. So we opened four in, in the last 16 months obviously we've got plans now to open four or five new ones and and, and 2022 is looking really exciting um and then you know when covid when the the vaccines rolled out properly and and people and the trust factors there our events division will kick off again and people will be able to travel and you know hopefully i'll be doing this interview from the yacht next time we speak <laughs> oh, that would be great yeah i i hope to get to to speak again uh from from your yacht uh, that would be very cool so you did. You certainly didn't sit on your hands when things went into lockdowns and, and quarantines. Uh, you you got a bit busy with your with your own branding and, and your presence online, and uh, so you you started your own podcast as well. Uh, and that's mm -hmm. uh, that's still under uh, hitting my microphone. Sorry, yeah, that's still under the Posh Cockney brand. Yeah, correct. The Posh Cockney podcast. So take your mind back to March to the, uh, March twenty twenty on the sixteenth of March there. The, the first lockdown was announced and I was like, listen, there is no way I'm going to let this uh, past 12 months go to waste. You know, the momentum we'd built, the clients we were getting, the calls. And I thought, okay, the office, we, we all went remote. And I thought, I always wanted to do a podcast, but I never had time, John, because, you know, as a business owner, you're, you're working hard. You're working every hour that God gives us. Um so I, I did a bit of research on how to set it up and uh, it's turned out to be quite straightforward. And I think it's all about the guests you, you have on, sh on your show, John. I think you'll agree. It's about learning their experience and what they've been through and um, how they've sort of been able to, you know, move with the times and, and, and what they're going to be doing after COVID because people were the, the first season of Posh Cockney podcast, which was hospitality news brought to you by the industry Titans was very 100% hospitality focus. It was CEOs, owners of business, and um, it, we had some great people on there around the world. And the message and the, and the and the honesty that I was getting from these guests was, I literally would sit back for five ten minutes and just let them talk. And 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 I was learning. I think that's a, a, being a podcaster. I think you learn every time you speak to somebody. And that was oh, a, yeah. you know. So even though I was giving great content to people online, I was also learning myself. So I was benefiting. Um, the key then. Is to go. Okay, where can we take this? The next, where can we go? The next step to make this even bigger because we were getting such a huge listener rate. Um, so we Posh Cockney TV was born on YouTube to then take the the videos of the, of the podcasts online. But then we realised, hold on, 
there's a big demand for this, John. People want to see what we're putting out there. The content's good. I then brought out Posh Cotney Productions, where I've now got a production team under the, the umbrella. And we, we launched London after lockdown, which yeah. was, uh, I spoke to 55 owners of, of venues and, and marketing agencies across the, the industry. Um, and it spread over five days, intense filming days. And the, and we released that over 10, 10 episodes. And that was phenomenal. I mean, the channel now gets 100,000 views a month. Um, it's growing every day. You know, it's, it's, it's great to see that people like what we're doing. Because I truly believe that once this is over um, and business starts to pick up and pick up, Posh Cotney name will be in their minds and hopefully that the phone will carry on ringing and will grow and grow. So that was the, the real purpose behind it. And we spoke, John, about wh- why did you start the podcast for similar reasons? Um, no, <laughs> no, it wasn't. Um, I, I attend uh, a Toastmasters club, which is like a public speaking club. And uh, one of my projects was, uh, an, one of the options I had for a project was to launch a podcast. And it had been in my mind. I did podcasting like years ago. I, I often joke around that I was probably one of the first people to ever get pod fade because I think I maybe did three or four episodes and then just, uh, I, I don't know. But it was just me doing it by myself. Uh, and it's gutting actually is that something I, <laughs> I haven't said publicly before, but um, I actually lined up a guest, uh, a guy called Lewis House. And Lewis, uh, I, I spoke with him and everything, super nice guy. He has one of the biggest podcasts now. Um, globally, one of the biggest podcasts. I, I'm wondering if he'll still, if he would still sort of uh, um, take uh, in a, on honor that commitment to be my guest on a podcast. Uh, you know, all these years later. But uh, yes, oh damn, I, I definitely skipped out. Uh, had I, and this is a real testament to me. How had I kept going? Who knows? Who, who knows what would have happened with that? Uh, but better late than never, and uh, and I really enjoy it. That's the thing I've been finding. Um, I started just thinking be one a month at first then it ended up being one every two weeks then it ended up being weekly at the moment it's two a week because um i have six had ended up with six months worth of recordings and i thought oh no but i love doing the show and uh it's going too far out Mm -hmm. so i need to get things a bit more current a bit more live like six months to wait to broadcast the show is is a bit too long right so um so that's why we're doing live now uh, which actually makes so much more sense on so many more levels and is actually really good fun, sometimes gets some audience interaction when people are watching live and um, a, a different energy, don't have to do any editing. That's really good as well. And uh, and I'm finding it's, it's just a really, really fun thing. Um, similar to what you were saying about Clubhouse, like, um, you said uh, people are really giving in there and, and sharing and helping. That's how I find the podcasting community. Maybe, maybe you have a similar experience, but people just give, uh, and it's not it's not all take 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 or buy buy my stuff or anything like that. People actually want to help each other and, and help each other out. And no one is not well. I say no one. Not too many people are just trying to get in that community. Um, and I think the ones who I've come across who who are doing that probably aren't making too many friends. You know. I would say that um, you you made a good point about when you record too far out. When I started the Posh Cotney podcast, I recorded, I think, 35 shows within three weeks. 
So then it, you, you're right, they back up and then things change in the world so much that they're not current anymore. So anyone that's starting a podcast out there, I think the live option is fantastic. And you're doing a great job with that. Um, yeah, yeah, it's about trying to keep making sure that you're, you're up to date with current affairs because there was so much happening and changing in the world at that time that, you know, I was, yeah, I was, I was having to jig things around. Like I did uh, an episode with a, a really great guy, uh, Mark Williams, who's like an expert on LinkedIn. And I, I knew that if I didn't put that episode out quickly, a lot of the stuff we talked about just wasn't going to be relevant uh, because it was stuff that was going on with LinkedIn right now. And like he's one of those guys with his finger on the pulse for what's actually going on right now. So it's that kind of thing. Just really think a, a live show just makes so much more sense on so yep. many levels. And, and I think it's more fun for me too. And I love the idea that people potentially can actually comment and join in whilst we're live on air as well. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's like having your own TV channel almost. Uh, although no, you know, no guarantees that pe- people are going to sort of tune away from what, what's on the regular TV to, to come watch this. But I think more and more people are doing that. And uh, so you may, your stuff is mainly going out on on YouTube and uh, and social media. Is that right? Well, we, we are going to be going live in a couple of weeks. We're launching uh, season three, Living the Dream, on the Posh Country podcast, which will go live across uh, similar platforms. I'm actually going to use uh, StreamYard as well, which is, seems like a great product. Um, for us, we we I love the face-to-face. You know, the, the Posh Country TV, the best videos we have is when I'm literally in the room and I'm, I'm having that face-to-face interaction with somebody. As much as yeah. this is great to do online, you know, I think that they get the biggest hits for me. So I'm holding back a little bit on the, the video um, till we can actually see people properly and the lockdowns are lifted here. So, um, yeah, we've got some big projects for 2021. Yeah, I, I would love to do some some live episodes myself, but uh, it generally would involve most of my guests flying them to Valencia or me flying to them, which uh, you know isn't necessarily practical and doesn't make doing, doing the whole show very easy. It's uh, it's not a significant enough part of my life to be able to do that right now. Unfortunately, well, it depends who's paying, John. If you're paying, I'll be over in five minutes. <laughs> well, exactly, exactly that. If somebody wants to pay for me to to fly over and join them for a for a show, I'll more than happily set that up. Uh, you know, staying COVID safe and all of that, of course. But uh, one thing that's great with this is get to have these conversations with people from all around the world, and uh, and so long as we can make something fit with the time zones it's it's all good and uh you know not quite the same energy as being in the room but it's it's still nice and i'm great great to have this here with you for for you in in terms of business there's so much going on with what you do how do you how do you stay on top of all of that and keep track of everything that's going on do you know what john it's difficult it can be tough it can be overwhelming at times and that's me speaking from the heart and and because of the uncertainty and and difficult how difficult it is to plan um that's the one thing i've done this year is is making sure i write stuff down more and as simple as that sounds is actually getting my projections my forecasts for the year and all my businesses and making sure that i'm 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 much i'm in a better position than i was 12 months ago and when when coronavirus hit 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 the world and talking about my business right now i did not know what I could plan my business for for the next 12 months because I didn't know if events would happen. I didn't know if people would be going on holiday. I didn't know if uh, clients would would freeze my contracts because of the, you know, the, the pandemic. So this year is all about planning for me. I'm spending, you know, an hour a day in the morning when I wake up no phone. I was really bad at having my phone. As soon as I woke up checking bank balance, bank balances and, you know, just silly things. Now I wake up, 
um, and I straight away start writing down the plan for the day or the week or the month, you know, anything that I need to keep on top of. And then obviously the, the, the gratitude goals as well. Um, and, you know, being thankful for everything I have and, and making sure that I'm putting a positive message out into the universe. I think I, I believe in that quite a lot. And um, that positive mindset, I think is the key to many successful businesses and especially entrepreneurs in dark times. You need to have that because when, when things are going well, you can't just, you know, take that for granted i think when things are going bad you have to have that same balance you know so um that's what we're doing right now i think it's just omnipresence that's what we do at posh company this is what i do i make sure that you know i want to be on every channel um i want to i want people to know my name the brand's name you know i'm a nice guy i've got a great team and you know we're, we're honest and loyal and that's our it's, it's two principal things that we we tell our clients and you know you can trust us and, and that's what we are we're, we're proven specialists in our field and and you know we're just here to help you grow your business yeah from from where I stand in the world and from what I see online, it seems like those are some of the most important things to be thinking about right now in terms of business. I, um, I think we're moving, and I hope as well, I think we're moving past the days of the sort of slick entrepreneur who's uh, all sort of wads of cash and uh, great production value and big promises and super, get everyone super pumped up, but not necessarily really delivering on that. And, and maybe not having that sort of level of trust uh, is, or, or accessibility even uh, that, that you would want to have. Whereas now things seem to be moving much more down the path of relationship marketing. And and we want to feel like there's a, we have a connection to the people who we do business with or who we buy stuff from. We're far more likely to do that. I think things were moving that way. I, I feel like things were moving in that direction anyway, but um covid and everything has has really accelerated that i don't know what are your thoughts yeah 100 percent. i mean it, relationships has never been a more important time to you know pick up the phone to a client and and speak to them one-to-one if you can't you know if they might be on a different side of the world but building those that 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 relationship and making sure that you, you know you get to know their family i, I like i like my clients and then I, I normally only work with people that i like um because you have to build that that bond uh, from the start i mean look at me now i'm i'm about as soon as this finishes i'm going to go for a 10 mile run because you have to fit your schedule in for making sure you look after yourself and and when you feel better about yourself you can do better things for your clients i believe you know because if you're if things are if your judgment's a bit cloudy and and you're not in the right mind space then it's difficult for you to difficult for you to perform and and if you can't perform your your clients are missing out and you're not giving them a just service so you know it's uh, working from home is is it has its uh, challenges, but you have to try and keep with that structure as if you was in an office in London or wherever you are around the world, you know. So at lunchtime, I'd always go for a run or, or whatever that may be. So, you know, I think there's never been a better a better time to, with even though you've got these apps like Clubhouse and you've got you know social media has never been stronger. That that phone call to a client. And having five, 10 minutes and just talking about non-business related stuff can be much more effective than just, you know, um, sending a, a, two emails or, or whatever it may be. I think you need to build the connections. And during this COVID time, there's never been a better time to do it because they're not as busy as they once were. They might not have been able to take that call before and, you know, that live in a frantic lifestyle. So um, if there's one thing I've learned, it's about, you know, honesty and uh and and just showing uh, and and sometimes being a bit vulnerable and, and telling people you know we, this this is the problem this is what we need to sort out and you know, things get worked out much better that way than keyboard warriors which uh, i'm not a fan of 
no, no, me either. Uh, but I, I get the uh, appeal of it. It's very easy to get drawn into all of that stuff. And um, I think it's one of the voices who I've heard sort of saying this more, perhaps more than other places, but I definitely know other people are saying it, is that, uh, that is, Gary Vaynerchuk will talk about being uh, um, a creator rather than a consumer. Uh, and that's a message that you know, stood out for me a, a, above lots of other messages right now and something that i will regularly question myself about am, am i consuming other just consuming other people's content or am i actually creating and i think even just getting into that whole mindset has got me much more focused on creating and putting in output and i'm mm-hmm. saying i can uh, whilst there's no no harm in being a consumer you want to be that as well is that the side is that the side of the line that i want to be on no i want to be on the creator side and putting out content and value helping people you know i put out a, a live show this morning and a, a few live shows last week and and feedback that is coming directly back from people is about helping them and making a difference or getting value from it taking big hope um, takeaway messages home from it uh, all these sorts of amazing things that's what i'm doing it for is like, <laughs> that that is be, i want people to be coming back and saying oh yeah that's really helpful to me that's uh uh, valuable glad, and glad you put that out there that was a really useful conversation or i took something home from that uh, it's a big part of my motivation i always wanted to get you know I've always had a goal of being out there making a difference for people and uh, whilst historically that's been more on a one-to-one level with you in coaching or small groups um now the, there's not really much of a limit on that I mean, I've been tracking your your uh, social activity for the last couple of weeks, and you are relentless at the moment. So fair play <laughs> to you. Um, and it's, and it, yeah. But you're putting out good stuff, John. So you know, well done you and 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 the team that you work with. And I think people. This is the team. You're looking at well, the team. <laughs> okay, well, even better then. But I think what what people remember is the people that have been relentless during this time. And uh, I was reading Eddie Hearn's book. I, I did an auto. Uh, audiobook review on posh Courtney tv the other day and you know it's all about relentless and just driving through having that passion and drive and, and making sure that people you know they see you in the good times but they see you even bigger in the bad times because you know it, if you go ghosted or dark when things get r- tough in you know people will remember that they want they want to know who's in the front line and um helping each other out in these times yeah yeah now that's something something we connected on when we spoke before is the the book review thing like it, uh, i haven't done any for a while but uh for a while i was putting out like weekly short uh minute and a half <laughs> weekly book reviews just of what i whatever i've been listening to on audible i, I listen to a lot of audiobooks there and you're an audiobook fan yourself um what is it about that for you uh, and what does what does the what's the importance of learning in, in your life in your business life um i i love just hearing inspirational stories and again i like to hear the narrator speak so that's why uh, the author narrates sorry and that's why i like a, an audiobook because you know it's the freedom of being able to do what you want you know if you're doing the housework you're doing business or whatever it may be you're still connected and um you know I, i'm the previously I, I was terrible at reading books because i didn't have the time to sit there all the time and just read because it's quite consuming of your of your of your daily routine but audiobooks now you know, I read two or three a week, uh, listen to two or three a week, and I really feel like I, I know that person. And I and I take at least, you know, I've got my notepad there taking notes, you know, just being a sponge, John, and taking information in. I think right now 
when you've got more time on your hands, that is all you should be doing is learning all the time, self-development, self-development. And, and every one of my clients and my staff, I tell them to, you know, go and do courses, go and, you know, speak to people. If, if you need a mentor, reach out to a mentor. You know, if you want to speak to somebody outside the business for a bit of guidance on how you should push your career forward, you know, development is key because every every 24 hours that goes past, if you haven't learned at least two or three things, could be small, but try and learn all the time. And that's what I do. And, and audio books, I always feel I pull something out of there that I can use for my own, uh, my own personal wealth. Yeah. Well, why then did you decide to start reviewing some of these books? I believe a review is, it's your own personal uh, opinion, but also I think that it's important for other people to understand what this book's all about. You know, if if I'm reading it, I, I'm not saying I'm I'm, I'm a huge person or or, or famous or, or anything like that. But I know I've got a following that under, that likes what I put out there and, and they like what I like, which is which is important. So with the review, you know, it's only two minutes long and it's just a snapshot of what I, what I pulled out of that book. And so you know, it, it gives the it gives the the listener or the viewer the opportunity to go and experience it for themselves. And you know, I'm quite honest. If I like the book or don't, then you know, I'm going to say it. So um, I think at the moment. When you're when you're creating content, I think it's the best content you put out there is stuff that is relevant to you and actually means something to you. And if you can share that journey with people and just say, look, this is what I'm doing right now and it's benefiting me, why don't you try it? Yeah. Well, when I have a, a bit more time, and that's certainly not going to be this month or next, but when I have a bit more time, Success Books Review, my, my podcast is going to be getting launched. My third podcast is going to be getting launched there as well. But right. that whole principle, similar to you, but I mean, very much focused on personal and professional development books, nonfiction, and stuff that I found most valuable and that I think other people in the personal development world or um, who are in, at least interested in that area, the ones they should check out. Not don't want to, I don't even want to spend any time on books that I've just felt like were a waste of time or full of claptrap or uh, woo-woo stuff that you can't really use and um, and focus on the stuff that actually works and, and makes a difference for people. But yeah, I, I think it's important because uh, one thing you don't really have so much of other than trying to go, trying to gauge like from Amazon reviews and the stuff, is this worth reading? You know, on Goodreads, you, get, you can get some idea of it, but you really maybe need a bit more of an insight than someone who's just reviewing. Or maybe someone who's like a peer who's like I found her I was looking at a book yesterday and and there was a, a, a review from someone who's uh, in a similar industry I mean like a trainer and I was like okay that's actually really helpful because mm. it's someone that I uh, can relate to and they're giving the perspective that I would want on the book from is it useful for them in the work is it helpful and I was able to sort of make a decision as to okay I should definitely check this book out because this person um, is relevant to to my market and and then that's what's important about it there's still space for that but learning is learning i think is, is a really big part of life anyway there's there's a, in my opinion there is some stuff you need to know really really well like whatever if you're in your in your industry like you want to know about the stuff that's relevant to what you do professionally as much as possible like if there's some uh, really good useful works that people have put out there that are super relevant to what you do you should know them inside and out ideally and um, other stuff you can can be more sort of passing you might pull out bits here and there and find some stuff useful but you maybe don't need to know it quite so in depth do, do you find that for yourself uh, absolutely and and one thing i've tried to take on during lockdown um lockdown 3.0 is uh, the team I have at Posh Cotney is great and they all do fantastic work. I would like to sometimes know a little bit more about what they're doing because, you know, I'm not trying to say that I know 
everything about my business front and back because I bring some I bring specialists in to also help with help with help with us uh, push this forward. So you know, learn. I'm going on courses, which sometimes would say, "Why, well, Liam, you're you're a successful business owner. Why would you go on courses?" Because I want to learn. I like I like to re, you know recap the basics on certain things just to make sure it you know just making sure you're, you're getting your creative juices going making sure your brain's working all the time you know and again it can just be only in the background but you're, you're picking stuff up all the time and, and and you might have forgotten stuff you know our brains are so busy and so active with you know content and news that sometimes you need to just some just I, i'm i'm just a sponge at the moment I, i'm i'm podcasting here listening to podcasts watching you know documentaries you know and, I, and i'm enjoying it. it's like it's like doing a master's degree this this whole year because you're, you're you're picking out different parts of the industry and you know what's the e-commerce side like there that's different you know how are people doing you know again clubhouse a brand new thing to try and get your head around within a couple yeah. of days because you want to be able to you know come on here and talk to you a little bit about it or what have you so you know i think if you could invest time one to two hours a day in, in your self-development learning, listen to a podcast, listen to your podcast, listen to my podcast. Um, you, you just get a different insight and, and it's, and sometimes you, you think you're always right. And, I, and I've been victim of this a few times, but you're not sometimes a different point of view can change that you can change your, your look on a certain situation. So, you know, just, just getting that knowledge from, from whatever outlet it can be. Um, I think it's so beneficial and, and um, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. That's, that's great yeah I, I, there is so much information out there i think that's why it's good to find when you find some someone who's giving you good information when you find a, a podcast that you like that's sharing really useful stuff and content that you can apply and and guess that you really like you know tune into it regularly it may not be every show that you love unfortunately that's just the way the world is but uh, you'll probably find more often than not that there'll be shows that you you're really going to get a lot of value from um who who are your favorite podcasters at the moment do you know what? I, I like listening to some of my friends' podcasts um, that aren't, you know, your Joe Rogans and stuff like that. I, I like uh, Dodge, who has the event, eventful entrepreneur. Um, he's he's doing some great stuff at the moment. Um, you know, in terms of podcasting, there, there's I'm helping people put together podcasts at the moment, so I, I'm, I'm actually learning. Um, I'm putting a team together now. There's, there's two. There's two big people in hospitality that are are looking to start their own podcast. Now, you, you've probably been asked this as well. People are coming to us to set up their own podcast and how the yeah. functionality works. So, you know, it's very time consuming, as you know. So, you know, well, I've got a team now that are putting together YouTube channels and podcasts so they can align and they can create their own brand on the back of that. So, you know, in terms of recently, uh, you know, Joe Rogan obviously is great. Uh, the Peter Crouch podcast is fantastic. Good, good, funny uh, football stories on there. Uh, Rio Ferdinand just brought a new one out again lots of mine go back to the sport as well because I can relate to a lot of their journey and what they're doing because lots of them are talking about what they're doing next because I've already been in that position I can relate uh, very well yeah I did meet Peter Cratch once in my in my flight attendant days uh, in history for me but I didn't actually know who he was <laughs> someone else had to, had to point it out was, uh, you know if you're not David Beckham or uh, uh, you know, someone super famous I'm, I'm pro probably not going to know <laughs> in the world of football uh, but yeah uh, it's a uh, good guy so these guys got podcasts out yeah um, I, I like listening to some stuff that um, isn't always the the sort of top names uh, I, I 
don't listen to so much Joe Rogan these days, but I still I still do like Tim Ferriss as well. Uh, some some of his shows are, are really cool, but there are so many great podcasters out there, and I've tuned a lot more into things like public speaking podcasts because I, I do a show that's around presentation skills and yeah. public speaking, and uh, and and things that are sort of in, in similar areas to me, and and just from even connecting with other podcasters, have been introduced to some really cool shows that are out there that you may have otherwise have an idea about is it's just totally worth checking around because there there's really lots and lots of cool shows out there doing all whatever your interest is whatever uh sort of you think you've got some weird interest or that no one else is interested in you'll probably find there's a podcast on it right it's, uh, it, it's yeah. just what one of those kinds one of those kinds of areas in in terms of making the move for you from from being someone who is uh I guess you started off in the entertainment industry for a bit. I mean, we could call football the entertainment industry, really, kind of, right? Although it's professional sports as well. But um, was it an easy move into actually doing presentation work? Because, like, you did DJing stuff as well. When it came to actually being on a camera and speaking and stuff like that, did that come naturally for you, or did you have to do a bit of work at it? I actually loved it. I've always loved being behind the camera. Oh, I- behind and in front actually I used to when when we were young lads in the in the changing room I would interview the other players uh, just to try and get them better and a bit more uh, up to speed and how a sort of a journalist would interview a young football player so moving into sort of uh, hospitality you know I'd always be asked by you know newspapers to give a, um, an interview on you know what what the, the venues we're working on what big events we're doing for the rest of the year so I was always very comfortable with media um, and then going forward, then, you know, when you're talking about your own business, sometimes actually it's easier to talk about other people's businesses than your own. Do you ever find that, John? Because I do. Yeah. It, yeah. Because, you know, you, you, you learn, you, you, you're talking about your, your clients so much to other people and, and selling them that when you come to selling your own business, you're like, whoa, hold on a minute. That you, you start seeing flaws. And again, this year has, made, has helped us, you know, brand new website, new branding, everything like that. So sometimes you can overlook your own personal product because you're selling other people so much so often that, um, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's been a great year for redevelopment for us on, on many things because, you know, yeah. looking at when, when, when you're not selling your clients as much as you was during uh, the year before, um, presenting you as a business and me as a, uh, as a person, you know, I'm very, I'm very big on self brand and, and posh Gottlieb, you know, I, I like to be the, the face of that and, and I'm aware that flag. Um, so yeah, it, you know, presenting for me, I've ne- I've always enjoyed it. You know, guest speaking, public speaking has been something I, I've done a lot of now. So it's a, it's a fun thing for you. Yeah. It, it, it always surprises me how, how many people I end up speaking to on the show who, uh, are more, more like, um, from an introverted perspective like that. My, my, my sort of natural personality type is introvert. You know, I'm, I'm not the, the super out there extroverted person. But a lot of people say to me, "Really, that's your personality type?" Like, yeah, you you meet me out on the street, and you know, I don't know who you are. In some social situation, I'm probably going to be that person who's kind of quiet and not all that talkative, uh, because that that is more my my natural sort of place. Depends on depends on my level of comfort, right? But on my own podcast or when I'm doing um, group coaching or live events and trainings and stuff like that. Um, I come out of myself, you know, it's not, it's not that that's not me. It, it is still me. It's just, a, uh, I, I step more into my extrovert self. I, I, I think maybe I've, uh, I've talked about this before with other guests, but I, I've shifted the dial more to sort of ambivert. Like I can go between the two and, uh, and be, be very happy being extroverted in certain situations. Cause I think that's kind of a big deal for some people just being on camera or having their voice, 
uh, heard or their face seen or both and uh, actually being out there is like as soon as you've got stuff out there you're a you're kind of some people feel like you're a target <laughs> you're a target for people to to fire stuff out which some of it might be good and, and nice and uplifting but a lot of it's not <laughs> and uh, and that's just something that comes comes with it like you said you got a lot of criticism earlier on but you have to ride that stuff through nobody gets to really start something off or do something where you're actually putting yourself out there and rising up above the crowd without some naysayers without some criticism and, and feedback that you might rather not have but oftentimes there's there's little bits of gold in that you know, many people in my network who uh, come back and give me bits of feedback that have really helped me to grow from. It hasn't been necessarily positive, but it hasn't been nasty either. It's just been feedback. It's like, okay, maybe you should do a bit of work on this. Maybe here's something of good. Or hey, I took a look at your took a look at your website. It's like, oh, oh dear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like hey, maybe you should work on this. It's like I love getting that sort of stuff. It's it's having that growth mindset of like the feedback and the stuff that comes back is is food for you. It's stuff to to grow from. And I think when you get more into the growth mindset of things, whatever comes back to you, you you'll handle it and you'll grow and you'll develop from it. So so long as you don't let yourself take it too personally. Mm-hmm. I think I think taking things too personally has been when I was much younger in business uh, that really affected me and and I'm sure and again I think that goes back to the football days I never liked a manager shout at me or tell me I was doing something wrong on the pitch so I really um, I had some big disagreements with managers actually thinking about it Um, so that's it's that leaving that ego at the door and, and making the right decision for your business instead um, I think that's a big, big factor. And, and talking about your introvert, e- extrovert thing, I, I, I think I'm pretty similar to you, actually, because during the entertainment business and football, you have to put on this persona, this bravado all the time where you're, you know, on stage. And it's like, you know, you, once once the curtains are drawn, you then go back into much more of a quiet person. When I go home, my wife will tell you I'm not bouncing around the house. I'm quite relaxed and quite mellow and, you know, taking things in my stride. I do feel that there is almost like um you know a split personality sometimes you know if I, if I say that um where you you have this person where you're you're on camera to people and you and you're giving you're giving it everything you you're speaking from the heart but then sometimes you know you you'll have the person that's much more relaxed and chilled and I think that's what I am as well so we're quite similar in that sense cool what's what's the best bit of business advice you've ever been given hmm I've had a lot of advice from people, um, I, and and actually one of the one of the big ones was was that not taking things too personal. Uh, and I've got to be honest with that because you touched on it there, and I'm going to cover it again. I literally, if if a client turned down a proposal or I didn't get the deal or, or somebody wouldn't, you know, wouldn't take my call, I took it really personally at the start. I was like, "Do you not know who I am? Like, is, this is crazy. Why why don't they want to work with me?" And yeah. when you start realizing, look, don't take it personally. It's not. It's it's business. And you start getting that around your head. And in the early stages, then you're like, "Okay, it's it's the process. You know, you have to learn, earn that trust. You have to make yourself a name in that industry first before uh, people will take you seriously." Um, so we worked hard at that. And um, now, you know, if if somebody hasn't doesn't have time for the meeting or or the call, you know, no problem. You know, have a great day. We'll, we'll catch up soon. I think, you know, for me the biggest one for me because of when you're a footballer you do build up this big ego so i'm being chopping it down slightly during the years um i think just not taking things too personal in life and just remember to have that family life balance that for me is, is a huge huge key for my success um making sure that i give my wife and my daughter the time they deserve and they need and and 
they then will re- return that respect with allowing me time to work when I need to, especially as we're all working from home at the moment. It's never been more important for that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely that. And we need to we need to start wrapping things up. So we'll have to wait for another conversation to find out what the worst business advice you've ever gotten was. But uh, one thing we maybe do have enough time for quickly is uh, your your best book recommendation right now. What's the book that you you would tell people like, say, hey, Liam, what should I be reading right now? I, I'm reading, uh, I mean, you've probably heard this a thousand times. I'm reading it for the fourth time, Grant Cordone's 10, 10X. Um, I, I love that book because I, for me, Tim Ferriss, four hour week. Okay. You know, that, that is so opposite to how I work. I, I'm a hundred percent. I'm making, you know, a hundred calls a day, a hundred emails a day, if I can, if I'm not doing other stuff. And I love that sort of pushing myself forward all the time. And I've read it four times because I just need to refresh my mind or, you know, that I need to keep pushing, need to keep pushing. Again, the omnipresence um, way of thinking for us is making sure that, you know, people know who we are and what we stand for and what 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 why we are here and, and, and how we can serve you. So, you know, yeah. Grant Cordone's 10X rule, you know, I've read it four times. I couldn't speak highly enough. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Grant, Grant, Cardone, Grant Cardone is one of those people that some people are a bit marmite, right? Not everyone, not everyone loves him. Uh, and, and I know there's been, you know, he's had a difficult year himself, but uh, several people have recommended his books. And I said, I haven't read him yet, but I'm going to have to start taking these recommendations uh, to heart and checking out some of his books and uh, and, and see, because it sounds like there's some good content in there. So, uh, Liam, I just want to say thank you for for coming and joining me today. And then we got to, uh, to a bit of a late start for uh, Wi-Fi issues in the but it's been a really great chat and I certainly look forward to chatting to you again in the future and, and hope things do pick up very quickly and recover in the hospitality industry as soon as they're able to so that you can keep going from strength to strength and I'm certainly going to be uh, tracking what goes on with Posh Cockney TV and, and the likes and uh, uh, what, what would be uh, your final words to, to leave everyone with today? Uh, first of all, John, thanks for having me on the show. It's uh, great to connect with you and, and congratulations on all your success on the podcast. Um, guys, f- for me, just keep believing in yourself. Wake up every day and, and make sure that you give it everything. You know, don't lose that 24 hours. You know, you, you, you don't get time back. You can, uh, and I spoke about this a lot, self-development, learning, um, love the ones around you and, and make sure that you, you start planning for the future and make, make sure that your business can survive anything. Because if any, if we've been taught any lesson during this last 12 months, it, it's uh, don't get caught out again for me. So, so yeah, thanks for coming. Thanks for having me on the show. How can, how can people get in contact with you if they want to know more about you and what you do? Yeah, of course. So um, reach out to me via email at liam.norvalposhcotney.co.uk um you can reach out to me on instagram at liam norval twitter at liam norval um and the, the posh cotney as well www.poshcotney.co.uk fantastic i'll make sure all that goes in the show notes when they when this goes out on the podcast networks but i hope people will come and check you out thank you for your time today i've really enjoyed speaking to you and i look forward to chatting with you again in the future and very glad we connected connected liam norval from posh cotney thank you so much have a great rest of your day thanks john 